0: This is the Cardinal Cafe. My name is Greg Chastain, and I am the co-host of this podcast, along with Ed Siegel. Today, we continue our conversation with Elliot Tatelman of Jordan's Furniture. He continues his thoughts on giving, philanthropy, and tells us a little bit about his life. So I hope you enjoy episode number two. Thank you.
1: Ron Burton Sr. I don't know if you ever met him before he died, but... He was an amazing guy. I mean, he was—he he had some strange ideas, and he bought this three hundred acres of land, and he was going to run a camp and you know training village, and it just snowballed. They kept going and going. John Hancock—he worked for John Hancock as a motivational speaker. They helped them, and they a lot of people. He, he was good at getting people on his side and helping him writing out checks so he could do what he did, and it was amazing. But he his whole life was these kids and trying to get kids, they were up at four o'clock in the morning running eight miles because that's how he trained. That's what he learned when he was a little kid. He did a lot of the stuff that that he learned as a kid. That's what he had the camp doing. His kids still do it. And that's what he did. But he looked at me once and we were sitting there. Everybody had gone already. And the two of us are sitting there. And he looked at me, he says, there's not a lot of people that get it in this world that really, really get it. He said, he looked at me, he says, you get it. And, and and I and I knew exactly what he was saying. I said, "Yeah, I get it." I said, "You get it," but there's a lot of people that get it. So unfortunately, there's a lot of right. people that don't get it, and right. they're the ones missing out. They're the ones don't know what it's like to help others.
0: Yeah, and we're we're blessed to have a lot of people like that around us that uh get it and help us in many different ways. And the stories yeah. of the behind the scenes stuff of that you do, it, it just makes me feel better. About but I can't tell you one of the things I know, I know you did for your, for all of us is you in this Reading store is having uh, the Yankee guy being eaten by the monster. That's one of my favorite things when I go in the store.
1: The entertainment is part of the business. It's, it's something that we invented that we realize we bring can bring people for fun, and fun is actually better than a sale. As far as running a sale, you bring something mm-hmm. different. Yep. When I first put in the first Motion Master, when I had uh, mm-hmm. Mom the ride. I mean, everybody said, like, what the hell are they doing? They're putting a, a ride. It was before <laughs> Disney and Universal. I had the first motion simulator in the country in a furniture store in Avon, Massachusetts. Everybody said they didn't want to sell it to me. But I realized, you know, a long time ago that, that if you can come up with these unique yep. things and do yeah, things I remember that different. That. We had Bourbon Street in Natick. I don't get up. And we developed a show for it and everything. We spent time in New Orleans taking thousands of pictures, worked with architects, designed the buildings. Then we designed that show with Louis Armstrong and the village people and the Beatles. and I mean, it just kept going on and on. And the song, we went, my brother and I went to New Orleans and filmed the film that was on there. We rented (laughs) floats. We hired all these extras to act like it was Mardi Gras. I mean, it was crazy. We did crazy stuff. But... The enjoyment that I got, besides that it was successful for the business, and the business did well from it, I would go there on weekends, and when it got busy, mm-hmm. and just stand in the yep. corner and watch people smiling and happy. You know what that did to me? That made my <laughs> week. I mean, I would sit down and just glow. Look what we did. Look at the joy in all these people's faces. I don't care whether they buy or not. Eventually, they will. They will they're having a good time, and that this was all worth it. And I do that in all the buildings. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i spend time in the ropes courses that we built and so forth, because I love watching people having a good time, something that we created. And it makes me feel good. It's the same idea as giving.
0: Yeah. A, fr- a friend of mine works, uh, worked at a Jordan's in Reading for a while, and she said it's the best work experience I ever had. He go, Elliot would actually know my name, and we have these fun meetings.
1: <laughs> That's unusual because I'm terrible with names. I don't know anybody's name.
0: But she said she loved she loved the atmosphere, and it just made her feel good to come into work every day. You wanted joy, you wanted people to be happy when they came in the store, so you instilled that into all your employees. and And I can say when I go into the Reading store because um, I live closer to Reading. Mm-hmm. You can just see that every time we go in and we, we go to look for stuff. It's just it's always a, a pleasant experience where some places it can't be <laughs> at times. but
1: Exactly. That's the toughest thing to do is to get people to feel good and have a good time at work when it's work. And maybe it becomes boring or the monotonous or whatever it is. But to make them feel up and a customer comes in and you're one-on-one with them, if you're down or you're not excited about them coming in and you've been doing this for 15 years, it's just another customer buying a sofa, it's a killer. It's you, You're an uphill battle. But if you can be excited about it and helping them and feel good that you do it, and what you have to try and do, what we try and do is get them instilled upon helping that customer find what's right for yep. them so they can live, a, you know, right. they would enjoy their room. And it's the same idea as I build a ropes course or whatever it is and make them feel good. You're making somebody's life happier if you can help them do a nice room. So again, it's that same feeling of, yes, I'm helping myself. I'm making a living doing this. But in the same token, I'm having fun doing it.
2: I think it's what Maya Angelou said, is that people might not always remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And that's exactly what what you're talking about. When people come into the store, they feel good about being there.
1: Yeah. And you're right. You can go into other businesses, whatever it be, a restaurant or or a supermarket, or wherever you go. And most of the time, these people could care yeah. less with you there, and uh, where is this? I don't know. Or, yeah, it's down over there. And and you get that feeling from that store. You can tell that's the way the place runs, as against cool. a place that's up and cares yeah. and wants to try and take care of you. It, but it's hard. It's hard, because most people, it's a job, and they're doing the same thing. And, you know, you, you can preach to them all you want every day of the week and you're still when you're not there
0: you're not going to change exactly we had our first rehearsal in probably 14 months last night uh getting ready to do some other show it was great we're all hugging we got to see each other and sing a little bit and within an hour like all right you have to stop talking (laughs) now it's like we never (laughs) the the music director is trying to tell you to do something (laughs) stop talking it was it was like we went right back into the old same pattern of of that sort of thing. It's just funny how you kind of like it, it becomes yeah. broke. even after 15 months of not being together, everything's back and going that way. From a selfish standpoint, I was there the other day. Would you have an idea of when the IMAX is going to be back open?
1: We don't know yet. You got to realize that out of the whole company, the mm. only people that we really laid off mm. with the IMAX people, the guest service people because we had no idea when the theater would open. We knew the furniture store would eventually be back open. So those everybody got furloughed and we paid for their health insurance while they were out. And all the rest of it we just wanted to do the right thing. But we we knew the IMAX that eventually we furloughed them for a while and then we right. said this is not going to open. When the hell are people going to be able to go to the movies? So we we laid them off. So we don't have mm. any employees to work it. Now I just heard today there's a location there's a, a a Whole Foods in Connecticut built the building was supposed to open in in uh, Thanksgiving still to this day the whole building's built the refrigeration everything is sitting there empty shelves no. never opened for one reason mm. they can't get help can you imagine a whole Whole Foods built sitting there ready to go in a whole new complex they mm. have still to this wow. day have not opened sitting there, Doc. It's crazy what's going on. You can't get people. So we're concerned, can we get people? Will people come to the theater? The theater, you know, it's a big thing. The one in Reading is-
2: Yeah, yeah. that's huge.
1: We put a lot of money. It's a a laser projector. It's only one of eight in the world like it. And the sound system and everything, we redid it a couple of years ago and made it an unbelievable experience. We're not sure what to do. We, we, we <laughs> want to open it. I mean, I didn't invest all this money in that theater because it's a fortune. And, wow. and it's closed. And we have to pay IMAX oh, every, oh, wow. every month. Where There's a contract you sign with IMAX for for the whole thing. So it's costing us a fortune to let it sit there. But we're concerned it could cost us even more if we hire all these people. And then we don't get enough people. Now we're even, it's worse. Yeah, We want to open it. And I'm not quite sure yet. We were talking about it today. I wanted to, that, that movie, um, what's his name's movie there, In the Heights? Oh yeah, Lin, yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda's. Yes, yes. And I think that's out in IMAX. And in that theater, because everybody says, don't watch it on TV. You got to watch it on the big screen, the big screen. Well, the big screen is, is reddit. That's the ultimate screen. Right. And 70 millimeter laser is amazing. And the sound system, it would be amazing. And I, hopefully I would fill up the theater. But I got to hire people. And then I'm not hiring him for a day. I mean, I got to put him on, you know, salary right. and, and see what happens. So um, we're nervous. Yeah.
0: If any movie's going to bring people back, that one will, because everybody in our world is like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen right. it? I want to go to the theater and see it. I don't want to see it yeah. on my TV. So
1: and what will happen, it'll be like Avatar. Do you remember Avatar?
0: Yep. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it there.
1: That was the most amazing experience to me. It wasn't like you were watching a movie. You were in the movie. The 3D in that right. thing and the whole thing, you were, you were in that land. I mean, I, I, I think I saw it three times because I was blown away and the customers were blown away. We were sold out every show. Friends of mine call me, can you get me a ticket to, to a movie theater? You know, I'm <laughs> going, oh, my God. So it, it's been nuts when you get the right movie. Yeah. The problem is we don't always have enough movies. Because a movie theater sits there, right. and I only have one theater in each store. It's not like a Megaplex. If I have a big hit, I can run it in six theaters. If I don't have a big hit, I got enough movies to maybe keep it busy. So
0: The last movie I saw there was It yep. 2. And I took my wife and daughter after I saw it first because I didn't want to scream in front of them. Um, so I knew what was coming. It's so immersive. then the new stuff that you put in there is incredible. And you guys have the best butter station <laughs> around for popcorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the poor I'm on a diet right now. And I'm kind of glad that we're not making popcorn in the stores because I used to go in there. I mean, here I own the theater and I would be back, get a popcorn, get a popcorn. We had movies. We always we had meetings in a conference room there. We're always bringing in popcorn. And, and popcorn is my love. So right now it's good that we don't have it because I can't eat it. And it's not in front of me and I don't smell it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. My friend did say and I, I said, I'm going to ask you if this is true. She said she went into a meeting one day and the table was covered with sand and that you came in and brushed the sand away or blew the sand away and all their their bonuses were underneath the sand or something like that.
1: No, we do a lot of unusual things. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> things that the public doesn't see and do. That's how you motivate your people. But one of the things we did is this year, every year for the last, I don't know, five, six years, we've been giving out bonuses. And as we've grown, it's hard to do it, you know, with all the stores. We don't have everybody together. So we'll go on TV. We have the TV and people can watch it in the stores. But I have over 600 people in this distribution center, in our corporate office, upstairs, and and the warehouse. So we bring everybody down here and we have done things like I had – I don't know twenty thousand balloons in the ceiling. People didn't know they were there, and and we gave speeches and we talked about what a great year and everything else. And we said, and now it's time for a bonus. So I said there are balloons up in the ceiling, and we're going to drop the balloons, and in the balloons will be your bonus. Everybody get ready. So we had so now all these people are watching this on TV, and all the people there because the ceiling is up you know fifty feet in the air. There's all these balloons. I said just. Break the balloon and you'll find out what your bonus is. So we do the countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7. Just before we got the one, I said, oh, wait a minute. I forgot to tell you. The bonus is only in one balloon. <laughs> and we drop all the balloons. Everybody's counting the balloons and so forth. But they got me on that because one of the kids came up. One of the guys came up. He said, I got it. again!" He's yelling and yelling. He says, I got it. I said, come on up here and tell me what it says. He said, everybody at Jordan's gets $20,000 bonus. And I went, that's not what it said. (laughs) But we did a thing because of the pandemic, we were closed and we did it in a studio because people weren't here either. And we wanted to do something. And so we came up with a thing. Do you remember the commercial I did about graham crackers? I did a commercial. It's hard to get goods. You know, it's been hard to get toilet. I'll start with toilet paper. And now, you, but I bet you think you can get a sofa, right? Wrong. That's hard to get to. I said, I went to the supermarket and I wanted to get, make s'mores with my grandchildren. They oh, had yeah. the um, marshmallows, the chocolates, but no graham crackers. I said, what's this? With no graham crackers. How can I make s'mores? So I was referring to how supply is a problem. Well, people started sending me graham crackers. I, my dad said the other day, there was boxes of graham crackers. And I said, customers that never met me, friends, they all thought it was funny. I'll be the only one to send them graham crackers. Well, if they weren't the only ones. I had boxes of graham crackers. So it was kind of funny. So I came up with the idea to find – I always try and do the bonus in a unique way. I said to the team, oh, we got all these graham crackers. Figure out a way to do the bonus. We did this funny skit where they're breaking the, the graham crackers. They're banging them. They're crushing them. They had all kinds of big hammers. They had, you name it. We brought in all kinds of stuff to make it funny. And then we sped it up and we did all this stuff. So this whole table got filled with graham cracker crumbs. Ah. Then I come in and I take a look and I go, uh-huh. And I put on a hard hat and I put on those air things like this that the, the construction workers wear. And I pull out a uh, leaf blower, a, le- a gas one. Yep. And so I start to blow it all away. And as you blow it away, the bonus was on the <laughs> table because we glued it ahead of time. It was on there and people couldn't see it. And that's how they found oh, that's that's what That's awesome. To. Oh, that's sh- great. You would not believe some of the yeah, stuff. So creative. I, mean, I could go on and on with some of the crazy things. How about 60,000 ping pong balls <laughs> from the ceiling dropped in four colors? And they had to take and and they had like two minutes or three minutes, whatever it is. All these people to separate the balls, all the red ones in this container, all the blue ones in this one. They're running around with hard hats and trying <laughs> to do it, and they only had – otherwise they're not going to get a bonus. So they're like going crazy. I mean,
2: it was oh, that's awesome.
1: Nutty thing.
0: Oh, that's great, and it's, it's just the way you approach life, and it's fun, and you it made you feel good to watch them have yep. fun doing that sort of stuff, and. Oh.
1: It was the best. It was the best. I was a wreck to see whether it was going to work or not, because we're always doing. The problem is you're doing something unusual; It's never been right. done before. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're doing things like that, you don't know if it's going to work. How's it going to react? People are going to do it? Are they not going to do it? You know, you don't get a you know don't get a rehearsal when you're doing stuff like this. Yeah, I had to do a, a magic trick a few years ago, and I had brought in a magician. It was really crazy, and the magician taught me how to do a magic trick. And so everybody got there and I gave them a deck of cards. There was a deck of cards, sealed deck of cards in, in an envelope. They opened it up. And I said, I have a secret to tell you. I am an amateur magician and I've never performed in front of anybody before. And they're all listening and they go, and for the first time ever, I'm going to do a magic trick. And I went through this whole thing. I had them shuffle the cards, shuffle the cards again, do this, do that. OK, now take the bottom card and do this and now take the top card and do this. I had them do this whole thing, and everybody's doing it. They're all on TV, in the stores they were doing it, everybody was doing it. And then I said, Now, if you were going to be a card that represents Jordans, what would it be? So they're all going, I don't know. I said, It would be the King of Hearts, because we're the King of Furniture and we have a big heart. Now, everybody pick up the top card. They pick up the top card, and it wasn't the King of Hearts. It was all mixed up. I said, Oh, I forgot. We didn't say the magic words, so I had them do it again, and they do it again. Now, what's the magic words? Everybody, Jordan's rocks. They pick up the top card, and everybody stood there with the king wow. of hearts, and they went, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> done some, I didn't know it was going to work. I was so nervous. Had to give the instructions.
2: <laughs> That's Fantastic. So how does it work? Or is the magic never tell?
1: <laughs> Even <laughs> magic. amateur
2: magicians never tell their secrets. <laughs> no, uh,
1: exactly. magic.
0: Wow. Well, we could continue with you for another hour, I think. But I, I know your time is precious for you. And your life and the stories and what you do for these kids is amazing. I, I know you're doing cradles to crayons. Did you want to say anything about that um, before we go?
1: Oh, it's a wonderful. We, we, take, we take a whole bunch of our people every uh, year, a few times a year to cradles, to crayons, because they need help. If you want to volunteer and, like I said, do something, here's a place where you can go. They do amazing work and they have a big warehouse and they have all the different products that get donated. And then all the social workers from all over the state will put in requests. They need blankets. They need uh, one piece for little infants. They need diapers. They need all kinds of stuff. And they set the place up. It's like a supermarket. And you go around with shopping carts and you're going to fill this order for this social worker to take care of this particular kid. Mm. Billy needs this, 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 and this. And then you go and you bring it down and we pack, somebody's packing it up and we, they do it with volunteers. And it's wonderful. It's amazing. And companies will go in there. And so we bring in, you know, maybe 50 people and we go in there and we do it for quite a while. We also brought in everybody to the food bank and you work assorting the different foods and so forth. That's, that's a wonderful, it's a great feeling. It's, they're all great causes. They're all wonderful. But those are the types of things where it's not right. just money. right? You know, you give them money, but they need people to do the stuff. And either they're going to have to hire people and that's less money to help, right? you know, if, if they can get volunteers to do it. And both of these organizations really do it well. They have it very well organized. I know TJ Maxx and so many companies will send people to these same places we do it. That's great. And it's wonderful. It's It makes people feel good. It's a it's a camaraderie as a team. So, it's great. Yeah, I for
2: people that are listening, I mean, how can they get involved? Do you have a way for them to put them in touch with some of these, these charities?
1: Yeah, you can call Cradles to Crayons. They, you know, they would love it. I mean, they're a wonderful organization. Just call Cradles to Crayons and say, how can we bring down a group? And they'll book you a date. How many people can you bring? That's you know, nothing special. They train you what to do. They show you where things are. And everybody's <laughs> running around, you know, with shopping carts and other people are packing the packages up and so forth. And it's accomplishing something. Right. You're taking care of a kid. The same thing with the food bank. The food bank has the same thing. They get all these donations. They need to separate the cereal from this, from that, and so forth. So that's what you wind up doing. Yep. It has to get done. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing when you give a big, you know, you take a truck and fill it up with groceries and you bring it over to them. Now, how do they disperse it and how do they get it to? To the people that need it and they need to separate right. it as to what's what. Definitely. Yeah. It's the same thing with the clothes. So cradles to crayons is taking clothes. There's so many. Listen, I just did a commercial an hour ago talking about that. You know, take take. Here's an idea. Take your kid, go to his closet and go through the clothing that they outgrew and don't wear anymore. That's like new in good condition and with them take those clothes with your child, to Jordan's Furniture. Jordan's Furniture will give it to Cradles to Crayons, and it'll be given to another kid to start school up and make them look mm-hmm. good their first day of school. I said, it's a great lesson for your child, and you'll feel good That's doing great. That's great. Think about it. It's true. That
0: promotion's running through August 22nd, I know.
1: Yes. Yeah. We just, I, just, I just taped the, it's a radio, I just taped it. Uh, an hour ago.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll put a link to that because when we send out the liner Good. notes for this, we'll put links to those things for you as well.
1: I mean, we've been able to accomplish that with baseball equipment, coats, the bridal thing that we do. Oh, right. Yep. The prom dresses. I mean, I go every year. It's awesome. In, in in one day, you dress a thousand girls. Wow. And this is Antoine's cleaners who mm-hmm. are wonderful people. Talk to them. They They've got a big heart and they take... And we collect and promote this. And then they take and take all the dresses, clean them, sort them by sizes. And then we set them up and we, we use the Prudential Center, one of the big halls in the Prudential Center. The pictures of it, it's amazing. But all of these girls, and you should see these girls get dressed. They have jewelry. So they get a dress. They finally find a dress. My wife works it every year and it becomes a stylist, helps the girl find the dress. There's dressing areas that they set up. There's seamstresses there for the dress needs to get fixed a little bit. They get shoes to match the dress. They get uh, jewelry. They get a handbag. They get makeup. Then they get, now that they're wearing all of this, they walk down the line, a runway, the runway, and they get a professional picture taken of them in the outfit and so forth. And these girls, these are girls that probably wouldn't go to the prom because they can't afford to do this they come from all over the state so a thousand girls leave there ready for the prom it is the best feeling and to watch these girls some of the girls you know we they have appointments all day long the girls coming in to keep because there's so many people doing it what happens some of the girls won't leave they won't take the dress off they keep walking around <laughs> and, you know and there's mirrors i mean they feel yeah. like a queen and it's awesome, that's awesome. It's the awesome that's
0: great that's awesome. So, yeah, we'll put all that stuff out and links to everything so people can go and check out uh, the Cradles of Crayons and then the, some of the uh, other links that you guys have on your website. We'll get them out there as well when we send it out, just so people can see what the work is that you're
1: doing. And yeah, it's, it's all on our charity page online.
0: Like I said, I'm just floored. I, I love to hear stories like this where the person who is the face of the organization, the face of the, the charities and things like that actually does what they say they do. It's so nice to it's so nice to hear all of that. I can't you. thank you enough for all the work you do. As an adoptee, I thank you <laughs> and uh, for all of that work. I, only, I was only adopted in three days, so it was good.
2: So it was a buck a day. A buck a day. <laughs>
1: you know, if you looked a little different, it might have been one day. But, you know, it was a tough sell. Yeah, it was a tough tough sell for a couple <laughs> of you know, college
2: students at the time. <laughs> so, Elliot, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Elliot. Okay. We hope to see you at Enchanted Village for Christmas caroling.
1: Please. Yeah, you would love it. And uh, all I can say is that if you are not a giving person, you have to try it. It'll make you feel good. Don't do it just to say people I gave. Do it because it'll make you feel good. I agree. Thank you very much. Elliot. Okay, you got it. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, that was great. He uh, He was amazing. I love the fact that somebody like Elliot is the person that you see. What you see on TV is what you get. And it's that's just, right. It's, it's, it's incredible. I love, I love that. What a
2: storyteller. This oh amazing God. storyteller.
0: We could have done a three-hour podcast, I think, because <laughs> I know he had a lot more stories. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe we'll get him back again next season.
2: Stay next tuned. Next season.
0: Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah. Elliot returns. Before we go, we definitely want to uh, let the people know what's
2: happening in the Voices of Hope world. So, Ed, why don't you take that away? Sure. And the big thing that's happening in the Voices of Hope world is the 11th Annual Bobber Bird Memorial Golf Classic, taking place Thursday, July 22nd at the Four Oaks Country Club in Draket, Mass. It's an 8 a.m. shotgun start. It's our second year at Four Oaks, and it was an amazing tournament last year. And we're looking for another awesome tournament this year. We are already more than half full, so I encourage people to get to VOHgolf.com as quickly as possible. So you don't get shut out of the tournament. We're going to have a lot of fun events like we do every year. Lots of great silent auction raffle prizes. I think we have an amazing piece of sports memorabilia. You want to tell them about, Greg? Should we tell them or just be suspended? No, they need to know. (laughs) Okay. Well, we already teased them, so we got to tell them. Patriots sent us a Julian
0: Edelman signed jersey, game jersey. The Red Sox, we have Red Sox tickets now. To go along with the baseballs, Alex Verdugo and Erod. Very cool. Oh, wow. Nice. A couple of great baseballs. uh, Waiting for the Celtics to reveal what they're sending us in. We also have a home up in New Hampshire for a week. Some other really great local items um, that'll be coming our way too. So during the uh, lunch and afterwards, you have a lot of opportunities to uh, win some great prizes.
2: Right, And you can also bid on them before you even take off for your round. How's that? Also, I think the highlight of the tournament is going to be on the putting green where last year's putting contest was by far the most popular event of all and looks to be even more popular this year. Lots of great prizes being spread out along the putting green. All you have to do is be able to hit one of those prizes and you take it home.
0: Exactly. And there's great opportunities for sponsorships as well. So if you go to vohgolf.com, you can click up there and find ways to sponsor the event and along with uh, come and play some golf. It's a fun day. It's a great day and you get to raise money for cancer while you're enjoying the day. So it's Absolutely. a win-win. Yep. Although you and I can't win-win because we're president and vice president. So we always have to play our worst on that day. It's so
2: embarrassing to play. Well, we don't have to play our worst. We just don't report our actual score. (laughs) (laughs) And this year I I do have an elbow injury, so I'm going to be terrible. But I have a finger injury. I'm still recovering from my Super Bowl injury. That's right. Yeah. I don't even know if I can hold a golf club. The attack of the avocado.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Knife. (laughs) Knife. All right. Well, great. We're also putting together a virtual cabaret that will come out late summer, early fall for everybody. And we're in the talks for a possible holiday show. So keep watching uh, VOHBoston.org for all that uh, entertainment news. And uh, we have some other surprises we'll be talking about in the weeks ahead. So stay tuned. All right. All right. Thanks for coming on, Ed. And thank you, Elliot, once again, for being a wonderful guest. Absolutely. So appreciate it. Exactly. And we'll see you next time. Good night.